Hey guys, it's Kaylee Haynes here from Every Branch and Twig, and this is my podcast, Every Branch and Twig Genealogy. I'm a genealogist, a family historian, and a storyteller. I've been on my own journey of finding out my story through doing my genealogy for over 15 years now, and it's my turn to give back to the community. So here's my podcast. I am also on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Jump on, have a look. Um, and come and learn from me. I'm going to be sharing my hints and tips, um, PDFs that I've made, ebooks that I've made, courses that I'm running. Um, currently in Facebook, I have Genealogy School, uh, which is a membership. You can come and join me, and I will share so much more with you um, there. But otherwise, stay here, uh, stay tuned, and um, listen along with me, where I'll update you weekly on things that I have to share. Hello, it's Kaylee here from Every Branch and Twig. So I've been doing my research for over 15 years now and I've made every mistake that there is. I've been carried away. I've gone through several lines and um, and I've clicked on matches and I've added them and, and then something's come up and I've gone, oh, oops, it's all wrong. So mistake number one uh, is presuming that everything online is fact. Number one mistake, starting out with Ancestry.com um, when I was, oh, I think would have been about 17 years old, uh, got on Ancestry.com and seen all these family trees and thought, oh my God, look, this person's already done all the information and I've just gone, add, 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 add. Well, in fact, they hadn't done any research and a lot of it was incorrect um, through from the tiniest little things like the spelling of a name um, through to completely the wrong person or people living over 200 years old or having children after they had died. Um, there was lots and lots of mistakes. And so instead of just fixing every little mistake, I had to go back and delete everything and start again. So number one is do not presume that it is fact, even if it is a document. Um, there is mistakes all the time, transcription errors. So people make these transcriptions, they're human too. Um, so they get things spelt wrong or they read things wrong or maybe they're just having an off day and wrote the completely wrong thing. Make sure you're double checking everything. So even though you've read that transcript and yep, it seems all right. Yeah, there's a few, few little mistakes, but da, 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 da. go have a look at the actual document, double check it, make sure that it's right. Mistake number two is not writing things down. Um, so my f- worst crime when first starting out was not making notes of what I had found um, and what searches I had already made that um, had come up with nothing. So little tiny things like from stories, negative searches, it's like where I got the documentary evidence from. Um, I used to say it all the time, I'll remember, you know, I'll remember that. Yep, I'll remember that. Oh, yeah, that's easy. That's I'll remember that one. Never ever did I remember it. So it's an imperative to make these notes on your failures as much as your successes. That way, when you return to the search months or years later, you have a clear understanding of what you've searched for. Um, And then you've already looked. You're not redoing the work that you've already done, um, saving yourself time and making your work more effective. Even those notes from stories from relatives that you think might not even be significant, years later, it might actually turn out that they are. So make sure you write it down anyway. Like what's a little note? Get on to um, Evernote and keep it in there. Who knows? It might be might come in handy later on. 
Mistake number three is only using birth, deaths and marriages. So family history was not just restricted to birth, deaths and marriage information. Uh, 15 years ago, I found myself looking at a chart of names and dates. That was it. Um, so improve your tree. Add some context to it. Find out where they lived. Um, find some newspaper clippings and some stories, like were they in court? Um, you know, did they get in trouble with the law? Um, what did they do for a job? Where did they live? What, you know, local maps of where they lived? Um, lots of different information and different context that you can add. So definitely look further than just the names and the dates. Uh, mistake number four is trying to do everything yourself. There's people out there, genealogists, that specialise in specific areas. So don't try and do it yourself. If it's too hard, you come up to this brick wall again and again and again, put your hand up. Go and find someone that's willing to give you a helping hand. Most genealogists out there have been in your position. They know what it's like to be stuck and they would have appreciated the help too. So they obviously are willing to give that help to you. So And they're very helpful to newcomers. So if it is um, something that you need a little helping hand on, whether it be adoption or convicts or immigration or maybe you, you know you've got family from Asia or Poland or Germany and you don't know you don't know where to search there's someone out there that actually does so go and find them jump on Facebook there's lots of Facebook groups um, out there there's genealogy in Australia um, there's quite a few uh, if you look up the country and pop in genealogy there will be a group for the most probably um, so jump on there also just jump on Google um, there will be threads. Um, Ancestry.com has a thread. So you, um, you can jump on there and jump on their message board and contact these people and get some help because there's absolutely no shame in asking for help. You don't need to do it all yourself. Mistake number five is having no research strategy. I did a uh, unit in my genealogy school that I run um, and this was one of the top topics um, so having a plan to your research or a research strategy, it's to keep you on focus, uh, keep you um, on track to answer the questions that you're looking at. Figure out what your question is. What is it that you want to know? Come up with your question, um, then come up with um, possible searches that you can make to find that information. Where would you look? Write all this information down. So keep make it a plan, write it down. Um, then when you're in there doing the trees and you come up with these hints and you find out that so-and-so lived in so-and-so and all that's interesting and you start start going off track, um, you can look back at this plan and go, oh, that's right. All right, just make this note, I need to go look into this country or whatever it is. So, you know, whatever it is that seems interesting, write it down and you can go back another time and have a look at it. Um, but stay on track what it is that you want to get focused and get that information on at that time. And then you've got these notes of all these other searches that you can be doing later on too. So um, definitely have a plan to keep your goals checked off. All right, so mistake number six is not re not revising the work I've already done. So go back every few years and check because records are becoming available. Every month, new records are entered. Um, every year, new records are entered. Going back and just double-checking, um, we've got the probably the last three or four generations um, and information on them um, is becoming more and more uh, accessible. So... Um, I know, for instance, my partner's grandfather, um, he was born in 1917, so two years ago, more information on him came out because it was the 100-year mark. Um, so there is more information jumping up all the time online, especially. 
So go back, double check. Um, and also when you're doing it, double check for errors. You never know. Like a, my grandparents' wedding date was missing on um, on my own family tree, whereas I had all their great-great-grandparents' uh, wedding dates, but I didn't have theirs. So uh, little bits like that, make sure that you've got it all there, make sure it's all in order, and like I said, adding the new information as well. Mistake number seven is not looking offline. Obviously, the internet is convenient and a fantastic tool, um, but there's so many sources out there that we can access. So plan a trip to your local archive office um, or local courts, whatever it is that you're looking for. So local births and marriages, if that's where you need to go, um, although majority of them are online. But um, go and have a look, local libraries even. Go down, do your homework um, because some of these will, some of these places will require you to order your records before you go down. Um, but having these records there um, and actually going through the archives um, and the microfiche, there's so much out there that you can find that's not online. And there's, there's sitting there and touching a wedding certificate or a birth certificate or whatever it is, seeing that in the like in the flesh, like in real time, and touching it and it's just, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, there's nothing like it. So yeah, go down to your local library or your local society and see what you can find. Mistake number eight is not walking in their footsteps. So get outside and explore. Um, my ancestors, a lot of them come from Ballarat um, or were in the Ballarat area. Um, so go down like that's a, it's like a two or three hour drive for me. I'm going to go down there quite uh, very soon. Um, and, you know, walking down the street and imagining that they're across the road or, you know, walking to a shop and thinking, oh, wow, they could have been walking into this shop a hundred years ago or, you know, whatever it is. Like there's nothing like it. It's, it's just one of those feelings very much like when you're touching the old documents. It's one of those feelings you just you imagine being there, being in that time doing what they were doing um, so that, yeah, definitely so much to see and check out the local societies while you're there because um, they might have something on your ancestors that you didn't know. Mistake number nine is inflexibility on names. Um, this is a subject I actually just ran today in genealogy school. Is it the various spellings? So think outside the box. Um, obviously, people were illiterate. Uh, people didn't go by their like the name that was on their birth certificate um, and it wasn't law you didn't have to so they could be going by their middle name they could be going by a name that's a shortening such as Ned Kelly's and Ned is short for Edward things like this even the surnames um, there's different patterns different um, cultures different cultures have different patterns um, in different countries also we hear of John Smith who had his first son was John and his first son was John and his first son was John can be the same on the maternal line as well or even the mother's maiden name being used as a middle name, that's a pattern. So look for these patterns um, and use those wildcards. So wildcards are when you're doing a search, you can pop in a question mark or uh, pop the word in quotation marks and your searches um, will help you um, to find more. Um, and if you do find a record by a different name, just by accident maybe, use that different spelling in your next searches. Um, so be flexible, think outside the box. If you're um, looking for a specific person and you come across the person of the same name in the same town, um, differentiate them by their occupations or um, find them on the local census. Who were they living with? Who were they living in the next year? You know, it's not very common for them to make such a big change unless something drastic happened in their life at the time. 
such as like when moving from living with their wife and children to all of a sudden being a boarder in another person's house. So that can happen, obviously, but it wasn't something that happened um, all the time. So you won't find it with every ancestor. A mistake number 10 is not giving back. So we're all guilty of using all these transcriptions and all the inscriptions and the indexes and the archives that all these volunteers do. They spend so much time putting all this information out there and making it free and accessible for us on the internet. So why not give back to them? Go down to your local society or your local library or museum and give back to the genealogy communities that are out there. Um, There's also a lot of projects online that you can do. You can jump on Google, um, pop in genealogy projects or um, transcription projects. Um, They're major ones. Um, And they will send you a bunch of documents and they'll ask you to transcribe them. So um, definitely something that you can do in your spare time if that's what you want to do. Um, and definitely recommend it because it's going to help you out as well. So reading these documents over and over and over is going to give you a better understanding on the writing of the time and also like what was happening in those times. You're going to see the different occupations that were around at specific years um, and in specific towns. Um, It's going to give you more of a sense on general history uh, background. Um, So they are my top 10 tips or top 10 mistakes, I should say on genealogy the last over the last 15 or so years of me doing my genealogy these are the top 10 mistakes that I made um, and hopefully this podcast has helped you to not make the same mistakes that I made thank you for listening please check out my socials I'm on Facebook Insta Pinterest Twitter LinkedIn and also check out my website over at www.everybranchandtwig.com Speak to you soon.